I did not listen to last week's episode. Yeah, I just kind of skimmed through it. I was like, yep, it sounds good. All right. I think the reason I didn't want to listen to it is, for for everyone at home, I edit all of these episodes by myself. It took me eight and a half hours to edit that episode. And I cut out over 20 minutes of just various silences and tangents that you guys didn't get to hear. Uh You're so fucking welcome. You're so welcome. Because there are times where we go talk over each other and then we both stop. We're like, wait, wait, wait. I say, um, so much that I have started to recognize what the waveform for me saying, um, looks like, like the sound wave. (laughs) And I can cut out me saying um so many times without even having to listen to that part of it. Just because I know what it looks like. That is incredible and such a talent. I am nothing if not incredible and talented and hot and and humble. And so humble, y'all. I'm so so humble. humble. Okay, let's let's uh let's get into this. Okay. So Clown College has sent us an email, which, by the way, please send us who questions to our email. And also, who is Clown College? I yeah, want to know really who went two different ways with that. <laughs> also, I I went into promo mode, and you went into detective mode. Yeah. Um, my suspicions are that it's Kimmy, honestly. Okay. Because Clown I'll College, suspicion. I, Kimmy, if it's not you, I don't believe you. Um, but Clown College well, has... I mean, Kimmy could send an email from the Togetherness Reviewed account. Oh, that's true. Hmm. Any, tell us who you are. You Please. don't... Or if anyone else knows who Clown College is and just wants to tattle, our email is dearmaggieandmolly at gmail.com. Yes, send us an email. for tattling about the identity of the Clown College email address. We are open 24-7 to pretty much anything you want to send us as long as it's PG-13. Yes. Do not send um, us anything weird. Thank you. It can, if you want to say fuck a few times, it can be like NC-17. Yeah, but don't send us nudes, you know? We're not Please into that. Don't. Yeah. Nope. Recommendation. Clown College wants recommendations for self-care. And... Honestly, I'm going to answer this in the best way that I know how, but I also want to point out I am a terrible person to ask this question because I am so mentally fucked up. I do not commit levels of self-care ever. My idea of self-care is just like taking a shower because I haven't in three days and Mm -hmm. like eating a vegetable and I call that self-care and we move on with our day. Sometimes there's crying in the shower. Because that's that's the real key to crying is to do it in the shower. That way, when you come yeah. out, you can just lie and say you got shampoo in your eye, mm-hmm. and no one can hear you over the sound of the water. It is foolproof, my guys. But to I don't know to actually answer the question in a way that like you're probably expecting, I'm not sure. I don't know. Go do your shower tasks. Shower. Maybe take a bath if if you have access to a tub. I live in a college dorm, so I do not. Yeah, or take, like, a really nice hot shower, like, let the bathroom yeah. get real nice and steamy. Treat yourself like, a little bit. Lush has those shower bombs now that you, like, oh, yeah, they do. 
on the floor of the shower and it makes everything smell good and like the steam gets all nice. I personally, if I get like like for sick self-care, I'm going to recommend this just because it's one of my favorite things in the world and I don't think enough people know about it. Vicks like VapoRub makes these shower tablets that Ooh. you put in your shower when you're sick and then like the steam turns all Vicks and menthol-y. Um, oh yeah clears out your sinuses real fast so if you're sick yeah. and you need self-care so not only will it be steamy it will also just really get in there clear it out for you yeah it's lovely if you're not sick well if you're not physically sick you're just like mentally sick and need some self-care <laughs> watch a cheesy tv show yeah um, and for that i'm going to recommend the two shows that i always watch when i'm sick one of which has been a long time i always watch the show the other is a recent addition, but I watch every time I'm feeling sad or like sick. I watch Pretty Little, Pretty Little Liars over oh and over God. and over again. That it show is, had plot holes a mile wide and deep. Like it is trash really? TV. It is so bad. However, it is so bad. It's my trash TV, and it makes me feel better <laughs> when I'm sick. If you can't stand Pretty Little Liars, which I don't blame you for, that. It, it really it's it's truly so bad it's um, so bad but there we all were just eating it up but i do I recommend have a book. You have, i have a few of the books i read the books in middle school but i do recommend if you have an hbo max subscription or access to one um the sex lives of college girls on hbo max um <laughs> i can never remember her last name but Renee, she was in the Mean Girls show on Broadway, is in that. Oh, crap. I know um, who you're talking about. I only, her TikTok username and her Instagram username are Renee MJ. And I don't remember what. Rap. Renee Rap. That is her yep, name. Yep, 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 yep. She's in that. Uh, Pauline Chalamet is in that. It's Pauline Chalamet, Amrit Cower, Renee Rap, um, Aaliyah Chanel Scott, um, Gavin. Gavin Leatherwood, if you watched uh, Chilling Adventures with Sabrina, he plays another man named Nick. It's just, he loves playing people really named Nick. Pigeonholed um, into, hey, your name is Nick. You were named when you were born. I don't know what to tell you. Sierra Kiao is in it. Or Sierra Katow Kiao. Where did I get Kiao? Sierra Katow is in it. Um, Lauren Spencer is in it. Um, I watched it for Miss Isabella Rowland who there's no way she's ever going to watch this podcast, but if she does, hi, I love you. She's going to watch this podcast? She's going to watch an audio-only? I have never once in my life claimed to be intelligent. Um, (laughs) I've claimed to be hot and funny and sexy and humble, but I have never claimed to be intelligent. And I... Yeah, okay, yeah, that's fair. Anyway, watch The Sex Lives of College Anyway, yeah. If you're feeling sad, it's very funny. Um, it's exactly it's about exactly what it sounds like it is. It's about a like four freshmen finding themselves in college, having so much sex, so much sex. But there's also like some like good plot to it. Like you know, one of the main characters is one of like the first Indian women on a comedy magazine called The Catullan, and it talks about like sexual assault and like it handles some. Uh, really heavy topics in like a really good way and i highly recommend it Re- highly recommend it also dm me if you end up watching it because i only know one yeah. other person who's who's watched it and i need to talk about it 
Hi, Josie, if you're watching. I know I may... Er, watching. <laughs> watching, listening. again, there you are. Hi, Josie, if you're listening. I know I made you listen to the Sex Lives of College Girls. And I do say listen, because he just... He, he listened to the show while he was driving. Um, okay, yeah. I, 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 that's correct. He did Which, that is a to way to lives. consume a TV show. That's an interesting way to do it. Well, I'm pretty sure, Josie, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm like, I like that I'm talking to Josie, assuming that Josie is going to listen to this episode. Yeah, right. Josie, you can correct me if I'm wrong. However, I'm pretty sure that he listens to the, like, descriptive audio track that's meant for blind oh, people. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That so, makes more sense. Correct. I was just picturing driving down the expressway just with, like, the audio from the show playing. No, 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 no. Um, oh, okay. My, okay. Yeah. My TV show that I watch is sometimes it makes it worse because I'll watch like Bones or Rizzoli and Isles and like Bones has a few of like the saddest deaths ever. Um, so, you know, R.I.P. Vincent Sweets too. Those two deaths paralleling each other so well. Oh God, it killed me. It killed me when Sweets died. Um, but yeah, that show is very good. And then Rizzoli and Isles, very good show. Not enough people watch it. That's on HBO Max, too. As I found out. Oh, is it? I need it to watch. is. You do need I've to seen watch it. it. I, I've seen it. I've seen the whole show several times, but... Yeah, they moved it off of Love. on HBO Max. Correct. Um, self-care. Watch things that you like. Watch mm-hmm. things that I like. Read a book. Take a shower. Take a bath. Yeah, um, um, if you're a library... Public Library has access to Overdrive. There are so many books on there that you can just click and get. It's fantastic. Speaking of reading a book, this is a nice segue into our next question. From LC asks, should yeah. I add all of the books y'all recommended to my list? Talking about our YA series, just mass recommendation. To which, just yes, you our should. specific tangent about the hunger games i and by our i mean mine i understand that that tangent yeah you really went on that my responsibility and i'm sorry it's one of my favorite series from being a child so yes i do think you should read add our recommendations to your list and in the spirit of adding our recommendations to your list guess what we got more we have come up with more recommendations because we are nothing if not entirely insufferable. Mm-hmm. So if you, Molly, if you would like to recommend yours. So I really liked Radium Girls by Kate Moore. That one's nonfiction. I might have recommended it before. I feel like I've talked about it before. But it's very, very good. Very sad at the end. Even though you know what's going to happen. It's a true story. You know what happens. Um, the Martian. Very, very good. Obviously, it is. Everybody reads it for a reason. It's so good. It's so funny. And also, the chapters are, like, short enough where you're not like, oh, God. You know? You're like, ooh, I might I as well a, read another chapter. I have a fun fact about The Martian that has nothing to do with the book. It's just, Molly, you know this about me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my favorite books ever. Andy Weir is one of my favorite authors. I also have two copies of The Martian because one of my copies of The Martian <laughs> is my shower book and before everyone clicks away (laughs) yes before everyone is like what the hell she's crazy they're crazy 
I do not own a heating pad, but I have lots of chronic pain and I'm very, very chronically ill. So sometimes I will just sit underneath like the hot shower water, like as hot as it will go, but I have to sit there for a while before I get like any benefit from it. And so I have a copy of The Martian that one time I was reading just like in a regular bath because like that's not weird. People read books in the bath. Oh, yeah, sometimes. people read books in the bath. Yeah. But I dropped it in the bath once. So it's already water damaged. And so now if I have to sit in the shower for like 30 minutes because I'm in pain and I need heat, I don't want to get like my phone all steamy and I don't want to mm-hmm. risk getting my phone all wet. So I don't want to take my phone in there. But the 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 book is already damaged, so I just I have a designated shower book, and it is a copy of The Martian by Andy Weir. Um, that is fantastic. So clearly, it's one of my favorite books. It really is. I will say, taking your phone into the bathroom when you're in the shower and just singing along to whatever songs it is, so horribly off key, but you think you sound great. So that is one of my favorite things to do. When I'm like home alone, I'm like, you know what? I need a little bit of time to just chill. That's what I do. Apologies to my neighbors. Here's the thing. I'm never off key. Uh, <laughs> You're just so humble. I do the same thing, but I'm never off key because I am so talented. You're so um, talented. I'm so You're just talented. so humble. I know. Really, everyone should try to be like me. Talented and mm-hmm. humble. Um, yeah, just so perfect. It's great. So I have recommendations, too. Um, One of my recommendations is a book that is not even out yet, but I stand the art or I stand the author so goddamn hard that I would recommend. Literally, she could just key smash on a keyboard for 300 pages and then sell it. And And I would buy it. That is is a very good book. This is pure poetry in its best form. I would love it. It's such an expression. Yeah. Anyway. I think I've talked about her books on the pod before, because if anyone sits still for long enough, I will talk about her. But Rory Power has a new book coming out on April 8th, April, I believe. Yeah. Maybe the 6th. Rory, I'm so sorry. Um, fake fan. Fake fan. When I pre-ordered it like a year ago, so I'm just waiting for it to come in the mail. April 5th is the direct release date for it. It's called In a Garden Burning Gold. Um, it is her adult novel debut, so both of her other um, books have been YA fiction. This is an adult novel, and it follows um, a set of twins in Greece, and I'm really excited for it. There's some, I think, some magic, if I'm not mistaken, and some like cool mm-hmm. shit that's going on. There's gay people. There's a horse named Lefka. There's a horse? There is a horse. Her name is Lefka, and everyone on Roy Power's Instagram stories love her. I know that is not exactly how you feel about horses, but... Yes, I'm deeply terrified of them, but it's okay. I've also been, like, just affronted with things I'm scared of this week, because I'm also deeply terrified of penguins, and Gemma went to the zoo for her birthday... Mm-hmm. and has been just tweeting about penguins on both her main and her private and oh, it's boy. deeply terrifying um, Gemma, Gemma if you're listening I deeply love your little egg community and I love you so much however I'm so scared of penguins 
which is funny because penguins are the only birds that I'm cool with. So I like horses and I don't like penguins. All other animals, completely fine. But horses and penguins, mm-mm. Canadian geese, even? They're assholes. They are assholes, but they're only assholes if you're an asshole first, so I'm fine with it. Okay, that's fair. So my next recommendation is a broad recommendation, but I recently started going through Michael Crichton's bibliography. Um, Mm -hmm. He is the person who wrote uh, Jurassic Park. I think he wrote two novels for Jurassic Park, maybe three. I'm not 100% sure. I I read them. I feel like I know that he was the guy that wrote Jurassic Park because you've told me, but every time you say it, it like is new information in my brain. You know, listen, I read them. I read the Jurassic Park books when I was probably on 15. Nope, there's three. I was correct. There's Jurassic Park, The Lost World, and Jurassic World are the books. And I read them, and I didn't like them. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not, like, a huge dinosaur person anyways, but my mom's favorite movies are the Jurassic Park movies. So I was like, I'm going to read the book, because she also likes the books. Yeah. And so I thought I just didn't like Michael Crichton as an author. And then I picked up Prey by Michael Crichton um, at a... Like, you know when you go to Books A Million, they always have those carts outside Books A Million yep. that are, like, $1 like, books? Yeah. Yep. Right. So I got I got Prey there because I'm a fiend for books. And I was like, if I don't like it, it was, like, $2. Oh, no, it was, so, a, like, you know, big deal. Right, yeah, like, who cares? Um, And then I loved it. It is, it was so good. And so I've been making my way through his stuff, and I do... Highly recommend it, especially if you like Hank's novels. Um, I know, I know my, I know my audience. I know the nerd fighters yes. who are here. Yes, we do. Um, and I do, I do highly recommend some of his newer books, like um, Fear and Prey and State of Fear. Um, if you, and honestly, if you're like more more science minded than I am, the Andromeda Strain, I understand that it was good. I just couldn't make it all the way through it because I'm not super science minded. Mm-hmm. Um. But what I do really love about Michael Crichton is my frustration with science fiction has always been, like, fantasy sci-fi. Like, Star Wars. I never really liked Star Wars as a concept anyway because I don't... I grew up in Rocket City. And so I grew up constantly knowing about space and having a lot more space knowledge than, like, the average person, I think, who went to, like, Alabama high schools is because, well, we went to the Space Center every year. and. You know, I went oh, to space camp so and cool. I did I did all of those programs and we talked about space because I mean when you grow up in the city that built the Saturn V, there you, you get you're gonna talk about it's spacey, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna talk about space. Um and so I always had frustrations with like space fantasy if they weren't accurate, because I would be like, No, I know what's actually accurate and mm-hmm. it would always be annoying. And I couldn't I couldn't hit that suspension of disbelief like a lot of people could. Um, and that's one of the things I really love about Hank and Michael Crichton and Andy Weir and Christopher Golden and those authors is that when they address science in their novels, it's accurate. Oh, and, that's so um, Andy Weir and modern, or not modern, like newer Michael Crichton especially, is is not, it's not written for a science-minded background. It is written for the layman the everyday person Mm -hmm. so the science is accurate and easily understandable and that's my shit right there and that's why i was like chef's kiss 
that's why I would like to recommend Michael Crichton, especially if you like techie sci-fi, because Michael Crichton, like, writes a lot of books that are like, hey, we fucked up with tech, and now we're in a situation. Mm-hmm. Like, Prey is a ba- about a, basically a group of sentient, or not, they're not sentient, but they are sentient. It's these little nanobots that they've okay. programmed to act as predators as a bioweapon for the U.S. government, and then it gets out oh, of control. Oh, there's no way this can go wrong. Right, and then it gets out of control, and it becomes a, it becomes semi-sentient, and um, for all purposes, it becomes alive. And oh, it, boy. that's what the novel is about, and it's so cool. <laughs> Um, and then we have a joint recommendation. Because... Yes, but before we get to that, actually, you reminded <laughs> oh. me when you're talking about like the science being accurate. A book that I enjoyed, again, a nonfiction one, Sawbones, which if you know the podcast, it's like weird medical history. The book, very, very good. And also you don't have to sit there for an hour. You just get a chunk. It takes like 15 minutes to read like a big chunk of it and you're like aha I learned a bunch of stuff and it's very Ooh. weird medicine um the chapter on Phineas Gage or the section on it I was like I've heard this a million times and yet it is, is still that, entertaining is that the man that who is, like impaled himself in the brain or like got shot or something yes, and it survived is. yes okay. it is he was impaled by like a train state he was building like a railroad and got impaled by it and his entire personality changed. Everybody talks about it in like Psych 101, but it's very interesting. I, this is your casual reminder. I did not go into psychology. Molly has a full degree in psychology, mm-hmm. but I have I taken psycho, Psych 101 twice technically because no. I took, well, I took AP psychology in high school, oh, okay. which, is, yeah, 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 yeah. which is Psych 101. And then I took, I skipped Psych 101 in college because I made a five on the AP psych exam and I okay. went to so humble so humble <laughs> and then I went to uh psych 121 um, mm-hmm. and we talked about Phineas Gage in both classes which was very fun yeah he just pops up all over the place he really and to be fair it is a very interesting it case. is very I, interesting I won't lie about that one okay our one dual like recommendations has his, uh skull or something oh which I'm like I want to go see it Anyway. Anyway, our dual recommendation. Dual um, recommendation. I, I'm i going to start this out because I was the one who read it first. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can tell by a lot of my book recommendations, I either read YA or horror. Those are my two situations. So I went, I decided, I got a library card like three weeks ago and I've now read like 13 books in the last three weeks which is Um, like so many that library card has saved you so much money it really has i have i have i have an addiction right now and to be fair i have adhd and i'm probably just hyper fixating on reading again but there are worse things to hyper fixate on Mm -hmm. and so i can come across this novel honestly that i picked up first because of the cover so i i do like to judge it was a pretty cool cover um, called Sundial by it's Katrina Ward. I think it's Katrina. That's it's the Irish spelling of Katrina. Yeah. And if she pronounces it Catriona, I'll kill her. Um, okay, let's not. Murder people. <laughs> I will not. I will just be very sad and pout on Twitter though. Um, but okay. Sundial by Katrina Ward. It was 
incredible. It is a horror novel set in the Mojave Desert. Uh, it's a like mother and daughter family drama, cult-ish type thing. Yeah. It's incredible, and I highly recommend it. Molly, you very look like good. You to say, um, no, I was just saying it is very good. And like, okay, Maggie was describing this book to me. And then they got to a part where they were about to go, and this is what happens. I was like, wait, 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 wait. You've hooked me. You've done it. Say no more, please. I want to go pick it up. And so I went to the library, and I was just going to read the first little bit of it. But as it so often goes, when you're like, oh, I'm just going to read a little bit of this book. I got to like a quarter of the way through, and I was like, oh, I might as well make it to halfway through. And then I got to halfway through and I was like, well, I might as well finish it. So I just sat there in the library for like a few hours and just plowed through it. It was so good. So good. I do highly recommend it. I have her, one of her other books, The Last House on Needless Street that I haven't started yet. I am finishing uh, Snow Blonde by uh, Christopher Golden right now. So as soon as I finish that, I well, as soon as I finish that and Sleeping Giants by Sylvia Yeah, Nivelle, Sleeping Giants, because that's next on both of our lists. Yes, Molly and I have a little book club started, so we'll be reading that. And then I will let you guys know what I think of Katrina Ward's other book. Yeah, and literally, the fact that we're both reading Sleeping Giants, just because my library was like, hey, if you liked <laughs> an absolutely remarkable thing, huh? And we're like, we did like an absolutely remarkable thing, and we do like science fiction. So, so you've us. You, you have intrigued us. Yes. Oh, I know. Also, my library literally sends at the end of the year, like every receipt that gets printed out, how much money you have saved because you have a library card. And it is incredible. Lordy, Lordy if my library does that this year, it's going to be incredible. Um. Oh, this receipt doesn't have it. Never mind. Not every receipt has it, apparently. Fun fact. I still, to this day, it's on my bookshelf at home, have a book that I checked out of the library in 2016 Uh um, in my hometown. And then I didn't return it because, and in my defense, my library, like two weeks after I checked this book out of the library, uh, renovated and they moved to a new building and I got nervous and I was like I don't know how to return I was 16 to be fair and I was like I don't Mm -hmm. know how to return a book when they're under renovation and moving buildings this just seems like a bad time and then and then I and then senior year of high school started and then I went to college and I forgot about it and then (laughs) Then my parents moved out of my childhood house and they were packing up my books and they were like, is this a library book? And I was like, it is a library book. So I still have it. I still have it. And I'm terrified to give it back because I'm afraid they're just going to like shoot me on sight. And I won't even like drive past our library at home because like I'm afraid they like know my car. Yeah, they have like your license plate, a picture of you, and then just a shotgun right next to it. (laughs) It's so terrifying. And so... I my legal name is not Maggie and so my plan is when I change my legal name I will that's the first time I'll like drop the book off in like well no like at some point in the next like little bit before I change my name I'm gonna drop the book off in the book return right and then I'm so when sorry I, ch- I can see where this plan is going 
<laughs> and then I'm gonna change my legal name. And because my address is di- will be different than what is on file with them, and my legal name will be different, they will have no way to connect me to my old library card other than, <laughs> other than like, oh, that girl looks similar. And so, but like, that's not reason enough. And so, I'm just gonna run away from my library fine because I'm so embarrassed of it. This is even though this sounds your library probably ponied up and was like, "Yo, what? We'll just buy another copy." Like they are so not worried about it at this point. I don't even remember what the book is about. I'm pretty sure it's like a feminist history book, like a 1920s feminist history book. Um, yeah, I wanted to learn about the suffragette movement. Uh, okay, yeah, that's fair. In my defense, I did read the book. It's not like I just never read the book and it sat there. I did read it. But then they went under construction. And what was I supposed to do? This sounds so made up, but I promise you it is 100% true. Also, I, I, I could see where that story was going, where that plan was going. You're like, aha, new name, new address whole new identity to the public library they'll never know because like i'm gonna be living there this summer and currently i have a book addiction yeah and i feel like i feel like if i turn the book in they're not gonna let me check out books with late fees on my on my record so i pay the late you they probably will just have you like pay for a copy of the book at this point but if they've been charging me 25 cents every day it's been late it's been they're not going to charge you 25 cents for every day that's been late they are literally just gonna be like hey pay for a copy of the book we're so glad it's back however we did have to buy a new copy so could you please that that is 547 dollars and 50 cents they are not gonna make you pay 500 dollars i they are going to make you pay the price for the book that's fair I honestly it it might be it might have been so long that they might just waive the late fee. Yeah, they might just be like, yeah, hey, it's back. Just Great. Be like especially if I go in and I'd be like, listen if I I wonder if like if I go in and explain this to my library. You'll like go to library court <laughs> to try and get out of the like, late fee. I'm like, listen, I don't even own the library card anymore. I don't even know what happened to the <laughs> library card. I don't have the number memorized or anything. So I would just have to give them my first and last name and be like, I checked out a book in 2016 and I forgot to return it and I've had it ever since and you terrify me. Can you imagine? You just like imagine, email them, help. Imagine being the librarian. <laughs> The person that is on the other side of this that just walked into a normal day of work. Oh, they have a $10 maximum overdue fine. Oh, fantastic. Wait, retrieval of long overdue items. After day 45, an item is set to assumed lost and billed to patron's account. Well, it's been more than 45 days. So yeah, they've already billed you, Maggie. You just haven't paid it. (laughs) You know how to pay it, though, because I don't I don't know my library card number. I don't know it. See, this is a great thing about public libraries is that they have your name and your address and they can be like, okay, we got it. We can get you a new card if you want. So Anne asks, besides tuna juice, what other juices do you enjoy making? 
Now, okay, the story behind this is that I, at work, had to make tuna salad, and part of that involves squeezing out the tuna to get all the juice out of it. I call it tuna juice, okay? You had to juice the tuna. And then I hopped on Discord and said, curse sentence I said at work, the tuna has been juiced. So here is the question. Honestly, I have not made any juice besides orange juice. I just drink it. I Apple juice, very good. Apple cider, top tier. This is more cursed Maggie is a child content. Oh, I know boy. we had a little bit of this on, on, on uh, D-Man before. As a child, when we went to restaurants, I used to, especially like Mexican restaurants that give you those like salsa things, like like bowls for your salsa, mm-hmm. I would, my parents would get lemons because my mom likes oh, lemon yeah. in her sweet tea. And so, and she's like the only one. And so she would get, they would bring her like a bowl of lemons. And mm-hmm. I know where you think this is going. And it's not, it's not going where you think it is. Because I mean, most people, it was going where I thought it was. I would do this most people thing, would, but. Most people would assume that I was going to, that as a child, I did the thing that like white Karens do, where they order a water and they put Splenda and lemons and make lemonade because they don't want to pay for lemonade. It's yeah. like a whole thing. No. See, even as a child, I'd hi- I had higher standards. And those higher standards were just squeezing all of the lemon juice into one of those bowls made for salsa and then just drinking lemon juice. That face was just because <laughs> I had drank lemon juice like that. It is so sour. I love sour shit. Sour candy, that's my shit. I will so just good. eat. Since I ha- since I was a child, I will I have just eaten like lemons and limes and like stuff like I have Yeah, no, I would pick up a lemon, shove it in my mouth, like a slice of lemon, yep. In my lifetime, I have eaten so many lemons like they were oranges that it's insane. And this is it's not great because that, I have an enamel. The enam- way you phrased that was cursed, by the I, way. I have an enamel just this disorder. Picture of you like peeling a lemon. I peeled I have done it several times. Limes too. Um, horrifying. Anyway, curse. I am cursed, but they're tasty, but it's terrible for me because I have an an, an enamel disorder, and so my teeth don't produce the amount of enamel that, like, normal people do, which is, like, the stuff that protects your teeth in Mm -hmm. general. It's, like, the coating that's on your teeth. And so it hurts so bad. (laughs) Like, eating highly acidic foods or sour foods hurts so incredibly bad. I do it anyway. I love the taste of lemon. so good. Yeah. No, literally freshman year of college, my roommate and I went to the convenience store across the street, and they had that little bottle of lemon juice, and that sucker was gone, like, in two days. We were just drinking it. That's the only juice I've ever made. Well, no, also- I don't know why you thought that I wouldn't see it going that way, because that is exactly the way I saw it going. That's fair. Um, Also, I guess I didn't make this juice. It made the juice, but- (laughs) in my senior year of high school I went through like a like a huge phase where all I wanted to eat was pineapple and so I would like 
my parents would buy me like a whole pineapple and I would like I had this little like pineapple core that it would like core mm-hmm. the pineapple and also like make rings of pineapple at the same time but then when you pulled that out there was just juice in the bottom of the pineapple and I wasn't gonna let that go to waste so I would just no. pick up the pineapple like a little cup and put a straw in the it. pineapple and drink pineapple juice so uh, but I didn't make that juice the pineapple, the pineapple made it I mean at the yeah. end of the day all fruit love- juice we didn't make the fruit made it <laughs> itself if we get I do philosophical love- and deep here I do love a good uh pineapple juice anyway we have to move Anyways. on um this is such an old question and Elsie so old I love so I'm sorry, so sorry it just got lost in our shit um, yeah uh the google LC doc says- is heinous and we are so sorry. Y'all do not want to see our Google Doc that we that we uh-huh. operate off of. Elsie says, Dear Maggie and Molly, my pizza mist stuff just arrived today. I now have a bunch of stickers and a patch, and I have no idea what to do with them. Please give me your best, or worst, suggestions with the knowledge that I'm eternally afraid that I will lose the item I put my patch slash stickers onto, and then it will be lost forever. Stuck in a sitchy, sticky situation. Elsie. Very good um, sign off. Um, I... Listen, I'm so sorry that it took us so fucking long to get to this. We love you. Um, we love you, is... all. So if you still have pizza mist stickers, which, honestly, knowing you, you might still have. The yeah, you, you might. Probably... Yeah. I, here's my recommendation. I recently took all the stickers off of my laptop um, to make room for new stickers and also just because they weren't fitting my personality anymore. So, laptop. Um, I do think one of the coolest things that my ex-roommate did uh, was she had a trunk, like, like a, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the yeah, luggage the, yeah, thing. The, yeah. And she used to put all of her stickers on a trunk. Oh. Which was very interesting, right? Like, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. So if you have something like that, that would be my recommendation there. Yep. Um, I really think I'm going to start putting stickers on this mini fridge that I own. It's my mom's. But, oh, like, mini fridges are so do. good. It's yeah. I have like a. It's not even like a full size mini fridge. It's like one of those six can mini fridges, but it looks like oh, one yeah, of those. Yeah. Looks like one of those like retro, mm-hmm. um, yeah, red fridges. Yeah. Um, I have that. My mom got it at a Dirty Santa, uh, for Christmas, and I stole it for college. And in my mini fridge is a bottle of water, two containers of applesauce, and a jar of pickles. Um, those that pickles are my so much about you, Maggie. Those pickles are my night pickles, and I stand by them. Um, All right. Put a sticker on your. We don't have uh, the time to get into the pickle lore here. (laughs) So next episode, I promise you, I will get into. I, I next episode is I will. I promise I will get into pickle lore. Elsie, if you have a patch, do you have a jacket you wear like all the time? Maybe a backpack. Really hard uh, backpacks. Highly recommend backpacks. Um, I that is where I put my P for A pin. It's on my backpack. Um, mm-hmm. and also, backpacks are good to carry stuff around in, and like they're on your person a lot. So, um, but also, I put so many stickers on my laptop, and then my laptop just said, "All right, adios." So if I was smart, I would have peeled them off. I also, I'm in the do. same situation because I got Hades Town sticker and I still have it not on my laptop. Mail mine to me. I'm going to read this critique. I think it's a critique that we got from Frankie. 
um, that says, Maggie gives off the vibe of a person who did roller derby in high school. I did, but was way too competitive about it. I was, and would roll right over someone's neck if it meant she could win. So, I would not do that. Um, it depends on the person. Uh, <laughs> if we're talking about men, yeah. specifically men that we all know, mm-hmm. you all know who I'm talking about, yes. For yeah, free. Absolutely. Um, I might pay to do it. Um, but like I might pay you to do it. Other people? No. I'd no. Venmo you like fifty cents. I did Venmo you a dollar to retweet a petty thing once. Did you? Yes. Oh you did you did, did. I remember I that, yep. And then Frankie goes on to say, Molly's voice sounds like one of those popular girls in high school with a big nose wore too many infinity scarves, got married to a military guy at 20, and slid into my Facebook messages a few months after graduation with, hey, girly, and then went on a tangent trying to get me to join a pyramid scheme. Which, absolutely none of this is accurate. Like, Correct. It's I'm very anti-Molly. I do not have a big nose. My nose suits my face. Um, I think I own, like, one infinity scarf. Very much single. One, I don't use Facebook Messenger, Messenger, and two, I am so, like, deep on the other side of pyramid schemes where I'm like, is that a pyramid scheme? It looks like one. You're, like, investigating, like, is it? What's the shit here? I do own an Infinity Scarf, which is so funny, but to be fair, I own it because it was a dollar at a thrift store, and I love the fabric, and I just haven't figured out what to do with the fabric. I'm showing it to Molly right now. Yeah. It is bright yellow, and it has little bicycles on it. Oh my god, I love it. It's so soft, and I hate scarves, so I've never worn this as a scarf, but I just, I have the fabric. So if anybody has any yeah. ideas of what I can do with an in, infinity scarf, just because I like that the fabric, then the yeah. hit me up. I wonder if I could make it like a tube top. I'll look. Anyway. Yeah, we can. I I'm think... sure there are ways. Anyway. Right, right. That's it for our questions. So now we okay. get into the end of our little pod where we have a recommendation and a complaint molly you have the recommendation this week i do um my recommendation this week is just a good candle my personal favorite is the champagne toast scented three wick one from bath and body works that was my favorite bath and body works scent it is not the one that i'm burning right now but like such a good scent so good my i my favorite candle in the entire world is a candle from Heath and Magnolia at um or Hearth and Magnolia. Is it Hearth? Heath? I don't know. I think it's Hearth and Magnolia. Heath is a candy bar. Correct. Okay, so Hearth and Magnolia from Target. The uh the people who own that TV show on HGTV. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a very expensive candle. It was a fifteen dollar candle, but it's called Bookshop. And it smells exactly like what it sounds like it smells like. And it's beautiful. Wow, wait, isn't there Hold on, isn't there that Canadian, like, candle store online that, like, sells book-based candles? I need to find that website again, because I know I had that tab open for the longest time, and then I closed it. Uh, For the listeners, I have class in a solid 20 minutes. So we are really plowing through this. We are, okay. Um, But I do love my bookshop candle, it's just that they don't sell them anymore. Yeah, I I need to find that website like two years ago um but if anyone from my college is listening i absolutely don't have a single candle in my room because that would be illegal 
Um, and I Maggie, am I a... found the website. It's called librarylights.ca. Oh, fuck yeah. Send it to me. I am a good little girl, mm-hmm. and I've never had a candle in here because it's illegal. I'm definitely not yeah, looking at you... one right now. Definitely. Um, no. I have the complaint this week. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is going to be a very surprising complaint, I think. For our listeners, especially if you watched the first ep- or listened to the first episode of this podcast, um, and it's gonna get a little bit serious in here for a second, and I'm sorry about that, but my complaint this week actually is about Dimension Twenty. Um, I am a because very avid... people and media contain multitudes. You can both love it and critique it. Correct. Um, I would consider myself a bad fan if I couldn't critique when they're being shitheads. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to try to do this as relatively spoiler-free as possible. But this season that is currently airing um, every Wednesday on Dropout.tv is uh, Star Stark Odyssey. It is set a couple hundred years in the future, maybe a couple thousand. I'm not. I don't. We don't. They don't really talk about how far in the future yeah. it is. Um, set in the Star Stark universe. Just, yeah. Right. And one of the characters is a. A person of color who is like the captain of the ship and then he gets and this is spoiler but I can't really explain how it sucks Mm -hmm. about spoilers so skip to the end if you don't want spoilers but he gets brain slugged and is being controlled by like a little parasite in his brain and they constantly make comments about how much better it is that he's brain slugged because they hated him or whatever and it gets to the point where they make kind of marks remarks like he's enslaved. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk about the fact that Norman Takamori, who is a Japanese man, um, just for clarification there, um, is like not conscien- conscious, but still alive in his body. And yeah. it's just kind of like theoretically watching his body like be piloted by someone else and and no one cares and no one is trying to save him and that has been talked about in the fandom as like vastly uncomfortable that a person of color is being enslaved and no one is working to do anything about it and they're not addressing it Mm -hmm. Um, and then it got worse this week and they decided to do brain surgery on this character and not care if norman the original guy survives the surgery at all as long as the quote-unquote brain slug is fine which um, like couple awful. things couple things one uh it's very white liberal bullshit right and and mm-hmm. two people still deserve rights even if you don't like them that's the bottom yeah. line here is that yes i'm aware that this is fictional however however <laughs> people characters the message that is sending out is right. not Great, yeah. People still deserve rights, even if you don't like them. And people still have the declaration, the universal declaration of human rights still applies to people that you do not like. So, and it's just, yes, they're even like cagey on what his character might have done that was shitty. Um, And it's like all of these things, you still have to, you know, be kind to people you don't like, you know, like it's, they're still humans, you know? Yeah, um, and that's my complaint this week is just how Dimension Twenty is choosing to handle this storyline, and especially the fact that they are not addressing it in any shape, form, or fashion. When uh, I know from experience and fact that 
Um, the cast is pretty active on social media and has mm-hmm. most likely seen the discourse surrounding this. Um, and it's really disheartening to see a bunch of people I look up to um, and a company that I want to work for uh, put out media like this without uh, acknowledging that they've done some shitty things. And uh, that's my complaint this week, y'all. Yeah. Uh, media companies contain multitudes, and I can both love them yeah. and be disappointed in them. And this week, I am disappointed in them. So. Mm-hmm. And if you as a fan don't call out when your companies are doing bullshit or the media that you like is doing some bullshit, you are not helping anyone. Because they're just going to keep doing that bullshit and nothing's ever going to get better. Um, But that's my negativity for this week. Um, Molly, got anything else to add? Um, I don't think I have anything else to add. Uh, Oh, how we missed something. I chopped all my hair off. That should have been my recommendation. Oh! (laughs) Recommendation, yeah. bonus recommendation. Donate your hair. Cut it off. I cut off like a foot of hair. I have to drop that off today. And now I have short hair. And it's very weird to see myself with short hair. That's very fun. Right. I think that's everything we got. Yeah, I think that is it. All right. All right have great. a great day, guys.